Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. It's that simple. Just remember to use the code PHNX when you sign up. Hello, everyone. Cheers to Sousel here with Johnny Venerable, Derek Montilla. Guys, I was telling you this before we hit go live and I just feel a little down today. I just feel like I spent too much time on Twitter and going through my feed and seeing just some sad and unfortunate news. I don't know. I just, I need, I, I, I hope that I get to laugh a lot during this show because I need it. It's, it's a, it's a tough day. There's a lot of really horrible uh, things that happen. Everything seems to be, a controversy and it's it's just not a fun day no it's not i think derek we need you to go and attempt to bench press whatever it is behind you and i'm going to continue <laughs> to ask you to do that until it happens uh but in all seriousness i mean we were talking about between the rugs news uh and of course to a lesser extent everything going on with kyler murray aj green status for this sunday which i'm sure we're going to talk about um, it just it kind of speaks to the length of the NFL season. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is now out. I mean, it just there's it, unfortunately, it's just not a lot of like actual football news, like specific to games, like plays impacting a game. It's everything off the field, which I mean, like really I had separated myself kind of because the season started this way with like, hey, we're COVID is not really impacting teams anymore like it did last year. Right. And we were kind of spoiled for like the first like four to six weeks of the season. Not only the Cardinals, but just in general, you weren't having these breakouts like you had last year. And now, unfortunately, that's that's rearing its ugly head again. And we're seeing it with Green Bay and AJ Green. Um, it's just I was ready to be done with that. And I know that's ignorant and selfish because the world clearly is still dealing with the after effects of the COVID nineteen pandemic. But I, I just this is our safe space, right? And we wanted yeah. to be able to. It's twenty twenty one. This. This shouldn't be a thing, but it is. And well, that's I think a it's fair, reality. too, because – and I, I don't want to say anything controversial or anything like that, but I think it's fair to say that because so many teams are either fully or close to fully vaccinated that we just all felt by this point that it wouldn't be as big of a factor. But here yes. we are every single week. There, It seems like there's somebody on some team – 
testing positive or out for contract tracing reasons, et cetera. And uh, today we learned that, yes, A.G. Green did test positive for COVID-19. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, And I guess we can start with the fact that maybe some encouraging news. It seems like there's a good chance that Kyler Murray will be out there on Sunday and is uh, working his way towards that. He did not practice today. Um, but I'll go ahead and start off with what Cliff said today about, um, you know, if he doesn't get out to practice at all this week, is he still comfortable with him playing on Sunday? So here's what he had to say about that. How do you feel about if if Kyler's not on the side? I mean, he might not be just like, you know what, let's just sit this one out, let Colt take over. I mean, you want to have that conversation with him? No. I I don't either. (laughs) No, no, I, I get what you're getting at. Yeah, I mean, you got to, um, there's a fine line you walk there, right? 17-game season, you got to be smart. Um, got some big games coming up. So uh, we'll, we'll do what's best for the organization and do what's best for him. I mean, I think just uh, he'd be looking out for my health, obviously. So I think we would collaborate on that decision. But, I mean, that's not the case, so. Okay, that's not the case, though. I do think it's interesting because, Johnny, I think you posed the question yesterday does Cliff have the power to say, hey, we're going to sit you? And it seems like maybe he doesn't. <laughs> I don't want to toot my own horn, but beep, beep, because I did I did talk about this with you yesterday, Jerison, where I felt like, I mean, unless you're inter- getting intervened by Michael Bidwell and Steve Kime, and the three of them are sitting him down, and they're like, Kyler, training staff says, probably not in the best interest for you to play this weekend. You're not going to play. Unless that happens, and if it's left up to Kyler – uh, he's going to try to play, and that's commendable and admirable, and it's everything we want from our pro athletes, right? If Let's say I bought tickets to this game, and I'm a Cardinal fan living in San Francisco, and I've been looking forward to this game all, all season. I, I spent my, my allowance. My dad and I are going to go. I want to see Kyler Murray play. So I get that side of it. I also get that the reported you know timeline for his injury is one to three weeks, maybe four weeks. And so him not practicing all week – Colt McCoy is going to get all the first team reps, right? And so what I hope this is, is a ploy, because I, I don't think he's going to be 100%, and I don't want to send him out there, especially against this Niner front, if he's not 100%. What I hope this is is just smoke and mirrors so the Niners are forced to prepare for two quarterbacks and they roll with Colt McCoy. I'm a betting man. I would bet that that's, that's what's happening. I don't buy that he's going to play. I could be 100% wrong. Okay, I think Johnny. Gonna be, I think it's going to be Colt McCoy still. I think this is all just Kyler play along with this. So, um, yeah, that's my two cents. A lot of people on Twitter are disagreeing with me, but I, I'm going to put my cards in the – or my chips in the middle of the table with this one. There's the controversy. There, it's it's a conspiracy. Johnny sees a conspiracy. Well, uh, I will I, I, I will agree with you uh, just because I believe it was uh, the, po- the, uh, the, the, the poetic Drake that once said – like a sprained ankle boy, I ain't nothing to play with, right? So <laughs> I, I'm i with Johnny. In I was the fact wondering where that you're going with that. I don't, I don't want to see Kyler Murray uh, play and aggravate an injury further, even mm-hmm. if it means sacrificing a, a win. And I know that sounds crazy because I think the NFC West is going to be very difficult, and I think every win is going to matter. I just think, you know, what we could be talking about, as, as Chirsten and I talked about before, is – uh, you know, the the one guy that can't go down, going down. And if it 
aggravates and gets worse as the season progresses, you know, that's going to completely change the Cardinals game plan and everything that they can do as far as, you know, Kyler Murray's mobility and, and just having him, him healthy and available, you know? So, yeah. They can survive Sunday versus the Niners, but they can't survive, you know, multiple weeks or a stretch of the season without Kyler and still be the same team. But there's two things, you know, that, that arise in this situation. One is, if he's not able to practice and then two, if he's not able to be the same type of player and Kyler brought a whole other dynamic to it that I never even thought of. So here's more from Cliff and Kyler today um, on his status. The type of player with his ability, um, his understanding of the system now, as long as he's getting the mental reps, um, we feel good about him going out there and executing. He can't run like he normally can. How much more is this offense to yeah, I mean, you've seen the offense. Like you said, his legs are a luxury, and he's a pocket passer now. So I think um, he can handle it well. He's done a great job from the pocket, great completion percentage, um, protecting the ball. So, yeah, we feel good about him being able to operate, even if he can't uh, have his full array of weapons. I think my the last game of my rookie season, I had a little hamstring against the Rams. Um, I don't, I didn't really run that game. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't need to. Run, I don't need to run. Um, if I have to, I have to. But at the same time, there's a difference between running and protecting yourself. Um, and, and you know, you can't just be a sitting duck in the pocket. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll take it one day at a time. So he brings up the point that you still have to be able to be mobile enough to protect yourself, which is not right. something that I really considered before. It was just like, can he be as effective? without being fully healthy, but there's also another element. Not only can he or re-injure, right? You can also re-injure it, but then you can get injured in other ways if you're not the same player as well. So uh, absolutely. Yeah. The, the, the way I look at this is like, I did not, I do not want him to, to, to not play because I think he's going to be taking off on like quarterback re- draws, even though Cliff, somebody should ask Cliff, Hey, remember when he was compromised last year and you did a QB draw late in the fourth quarter, Nobody can forget that image, but I, with all due respect to this Sunday, my fear is him getting taken down in the pocket and aggravating that ankle further. It's not Kyler Murray, the scrambler, that's breaking off 20, 30-yard gains because he's right. That's not who he is anymore, thankfully, because he is an uh, extremely gifted pocket passer ascending every week. My concern is just he eludes pressure in the pocket and looks to throw downfield, and the, the Cardinals' offensive line – we assume they're going to get Rodney Hudson back this week, we hope. They have not done a good job lately. They gave up four sacks last week. I think the week before they gave up three. This is not the unit, at least in my opinion, that we saw last year and early this season. They have to be better. And this week's difficult. Nick Bose is elite. Armstead, their defensive tackle is pretty good. They've got D Ford coming back off an of injury. They're going to they're going to pressure Kyler Murray. And in my opinion, that is where he's he could potentially re-aggravate it. Not hey, direct run or RPOs or, or all that. Sure. It's, hey, Kyler Murray, it's, it's third and 13. You're dropping back to pass. They've got free rushers coming at you. They're sending a safety or a corner, and you have to make time with your legs to throw the ball downfield. And oops, your ankle twists the wrong way, and you're out eight weeks now. That's, yeah. the, that's the number one concern I have. Me too. Same. I've had a sprained ankle for 17 years, Johnny. It's never healed. <laughs> what? I, re- I sprained my ankle one time. It's done, Chirsten. That's it. It's just I I, I walk on it every anymore. day. It's just you know I'm not an athlete. What do I need to like 
you know, heal it for. It's just that my ankle just sucks now. That's the way it is. That's Ankles hilarious. like this are just something that you can't, uh, you, you really can't. Oh, you have a sprained ankle? When did you do that? Oh, 17 years ago. Yeah, 17 Never years ago. Yeah, that's the way, yeah. I'm old now, okay? No, but, uh, you know, I think that what you're saying is 100% right. Football's a violent game. You can't, you can't know when someone's going to tackle you by an ankle right. or anything like that, right? So the, the amount of uh, just running on it or damage you could do just running on alone is bad enough. But, you know, you throw in the fact that someone could literally grab your leg and try to rip it off, and that's a whole other level of me being worried about Kyler. You know, I, I just would rather, like you said, I, I think that throwing the dual quarterback thing at them is is a smart thing because it makes them have to compare for two completely different styles or prepare. Uh, they, they don't have the uh, one quarterback that, you know, as a backup that is like Kyler Murray. Colt is completely different. So the fact that they do have to prepare for these two guys uh, you know, is is a little bit of an advantage for the Cardinals, especially if if they're going with Colt. So if they do go with Colt, you're going to have your backup quarterback. You are likely going to be without A.J. Green. So, again, we've talked about this at length because, unfortunately, this isn't the Cardinals' first bout with COVID this season. He will have to produce back-to-back negative tests within a 24-hour period which we, I don't know when the quickest turnaround we've seen has been, but I feel like there's probably a pretty good chance that he's not going to be out there. So uh, I guess we're looking at worst case scenario here would be your backup quarterback. uh, You're down one of your receivers. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is still, you know, battling that hamstring injury. Cliff was pretty he seemed pretty, you know, uncertain and genuinely uncertain about whether or not DeAndre was going to be able to be out there or will be able to be out there on Sunday. But again, said, Hey, you never know with, with him, you know, he could not practice all week, hop off the trainer's table and go straight into the game. But it was the first time where normally it's just like, yeah, I day to day. He was like, genuinely, I, I really don't know if he's going to be good to go. So that would be, you know, really something if they're down, they're, they're two top receivers as well. I, I think DeAndre will play um, because – You always think trying. that, Johnny. At some point, he's going to miss a game. <laughs> he was sneaking in, yeah. uh, wow. unbeknownst to Cliff, in the third and fourth quarter of the Packer game <laughs> when everybody yeah. in the press box was like, I guess Hopkins is down. Well, I'm like, well, why does he have his helmet on trying to get in the game? And why haven't they said that he's out? He's, he's in. He's in the game right now. That was 10 days ago. He finished the game presumably like good enough to, to walk off the field. That that calf hasn't gotten worse over that time. He does not need to practice. Kyler, you know, quarterback, different circumstances, different responsibilities. Correct. DeAndre put him on ice until Sunday. I think he'll be fine. I also think that the depth that they've accumulated now, Zach Ertz being in the fold, two very capable running backs. Again, Rodney Hudson hopefully coming back. What you've gotten from Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk, and Antoine Wesley, who made a big third down catch against Green Bay. I am not concerned yet. Now, of course, if Hopkins is compromised, that changes everything. But I have faith, and I can eat all the crow if we're sitting here Monday and Colt McCoy stunk it up. I have all the faith that Colt McCoy is going to come out number 12, and he's going to be efficient enough to get this win. I don't know if he can do it. Um, we'll have to see how the defense responds. That to me is where the bigger question marks are. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll speak on that as yeah. we preview the game, you know, as the week progresses, but I, Colt McCoy takes care of the football, gets it out quickly. I think this will rein in cliff a little bit. I put it in on my article today, go phnx.com. 
why it's the right move to start Colt McCoy, because I think Cliff will be less likely to try to go for the continued knockout punch with that, that comes with having Kyler Murray. And I think that they'll put together methodical drives. He'll incentivize the run game. He'll prioritize it. You can run on the 49ers. Jonathan Taylor two weeks ago with Indianapolis went for over 100. I just I think that Colt McCoy, you went and prioritized him in free agency in the first wave, late March, for situations like this. So it's foolish for you when you have aspirations of just not only getting to the postseason but having success to say, Kyler Murray is injured, he's not going to practice all week, but we're going to throw him out there on the road against a fierce division rival. It's just not – it's irresponsible. Colt McCoy was brought in for this type of situation. You're paying him a decent amount of money to be the backup. You need to play him this weekend. So do you think Kyler's just talking – Talking the whole situation I, up then by what he said today. Like, ah, that's yes, not the case. I think he's and, in on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was. I, I believe Kyler believes he's going to play because in Kyler's no. mind, there's nothing that can stop him, right? But no, I, I'm with you. I think he could definitely be. You know, teams do this. Teams do it all the time. It, with the D backs, Tori Lavolo openly apologizes for it and tells us at times he's going to lie to us, our faces. So at least we get that. But. You know, the, these teams, the, the last thing they have to worry about is is telling us or anybody really what their game plan really is for Sunday, right? So I, I think it's smart. I, I wonder if this decision would have been different if they would have won the game against Green Bay. Same circumstance, going to get up against 49ers, but undefeated. Would they have put their undefeated streak in the hands of Colt McCoy? I, I don't know. I think, I, I think, I I think, think it takes the pressure off. Starting Colt McCoy. Yeah. If that would have happened. I think, yeah, I mean, I think it would have taken the pressure off them if they had won the game and then trotted Colt McCoy out, even if they were putting their undefeated record on the line. Because right now they're in, I don't want to be too overdramatic about it, but they're in a little bit of a jeopardy just because they've lost a game, they've lost some players, you know, mainly J.J. Watt, you know, big big key to your defense. And they don't want that to to snowball, right? And so they're in a situation yeah. where they're like, okay, we need to nip this. It was one loss. We need to make sure that it's only one loss. Let's move forward. And I think they would have been much more confident rolling um, Colt McCoy out uh, if they had won the game. So I actually think the opposite of what you think, Darren. Okay. I agree no, with just, <laughs> I, I No, and, and that's fine. I just That's why I don't like really uh, an undefeated streak going on. I think that it can cloud the judgment because, you know, games like this, obviously there's very little you can do. And the last thing, as we discussed, you want to do is get Kyler Murray uh, injured any further than he is right now. I, I think that, you know, with, with an undefeated streak, there comes a certain weight of trying to keep it going. Whereas now that it's over, they can just, they can just manage this team and do everything they can to stay healthy as, as healthy as possible and get to the playoffs with, as many of their starters as, as they can. I'm going to say it, and then we'll move on quickly. Just remember, just because it's just one positive test doesn't mean more aren't coming. Mm. So, again, I know the players have had to have that hang over their head at times this season <sighs> where they're just hoping, like, hey, I hope I'm not next. I hope my teammate's not next. I hope we don't get any more positive cases. But that was one of the first things – well, A, when it comes to A.J. Green, I feel sorry for the dude. He can't catch a break. He's getting, uh, you know, bash and, and probably wants to quickly move on from 
his yeah. uh, his blunder from last week. Sure. Now he's got COVID. Is likely not going to be able to play on Sunday. And then now his teammates have to worry about whether or not they're going to get hit again and lose more players heading into a divisional game. And I hate for that for the players. I hate that. They all came in with um, with masks during the during today's media availability, and it was either one of two reasons. One, because of Aaron Rodgers' positive test, or because AJ AJ's test, or maybe because it's more than just AJ. But I thought it was interesting – uh, somebody turned another media member turned to me and said, you notice that they're all wearing masks. I bet you something's going to come down today. And again, it could have just been because of, uh, you know, certain protocols because an opponent, you know, had po- a positive test, but um, it's just something that they, that's constantly hanging over their head. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. It's, it's the worst. I mean, I just on a personal note, my daughter got exposed at school. She never actually caught it, but just because of the exposure, she ended up missing like 12 days of school just because, and it's just because of the school's policy. The school's policy was, you know, instead of so many days, she had to wait, you know, like five days to get a test. And because at the time there was a shortage of the uh, of the like the test that you can get done the same day, we had to get like the PCR test that takes a few more days to come back. Uh, that took a while because of how many people are getting tested. Now, obviously, this is different than you know like a, a professional football team. They're going to have access to to testing, better testing than than me at, at good old Walgreens, right? But it just means uh, like sometimes this stuff is crazy. And and again, my daughter went the whole time without having it, but because of the procedure, because of the policy, her just being exposed. Uh, caused her to miss almost as much time from school as somebody probably that would have actually contracted COVID. You know, it's it's unfortunate. And I think that we, in, in a lot of situations, we're still very kind of flying blind toward yeah. uh, in, in regards to this, you know? So I think we see all of these different shifts in procedures because at times people don't really know what to do, you know? And, and I think it is better to err on the side of caution, right? And have everybody wearing masks in the facility if there is a potential outbreak. Uh, even if it might be too late, like even if you're sitting there going, well, what's the point if they contracted it, they contracted it, you know, three days ago, not today. Well, who knows, you know, now someone could have it. Someone might not have it and they might get it today because they're talking to that person, you know, without a mask on or whatever. So it's just all the worst. I I hate this entire situation and, you know, obviously goes far beyond football, but it's, uh, it's definitely difficult on, I think all of us in society right now. Uh, but like like you said, Johnny, we we're seeing it rear its head again and and affect football in a major way that we kind of thought we had gotten past. Mm-hmm. I told this story before, back when Kingsbury tested positive, and you know because he was at media availability that morning, and so I was I shared like the the extreme protocols that they have at the facility just for reporters to be able to be present. We have to take a COVID test every single week and go through a series of, you know, you have to be vaccinated. You have to have a a negative COVID test every single week. You've got to answer a series of questions when you walk in, get your temperature checked and wear a mask to even get into the facility. And that's just for reporters. And I know that the players have trackers and and do all the things as well. And so um, that's... I mean, they definitely try their best. I don't know what more you could, you know, you could really do uh, to try and prevent spreading it. But 
there we are again. Uh, I certainly hope, fingers crossed for the Cardinals, that it's an isolated case with A.J. Green. And again, we don't know for sure. He has not officially been ruled out for Sunday's game. Um, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. Some other injury news. Um, Max Garcia, Rodney Hudson were both out there today. Um, but still day today, so not much of an update on them. I did wonder, because I was as I was looking at the injury report, which we all know Wednesdays don't mean a whole lot, but I was taking a look at it and realized that J.J. is still listed on the injury report and has not been put on IR, and we've been talking about why that is. I, I had to phone a friend and call a, a former coworker, Bruce Cooper, and ask him, Coop. like, hey, what do you think? Coop, because I I am not understanding exactly why they haven't put him on IR. And so he was telling me, he was like, honestly, it's probably just because it's like sort of a non-factor right now. Like his roster spot is not, I mean, it doesn't really matter if they put him on IR or don't. And so it just doesn't really matter because I just couldn't understand why they wouldn't do it. I mean, he's obviously not going to be back anytime soon, um, I don't know if they were, if like, even if they were waiting till after a surgery, which he's supposed to have this week, I'm not sure if he's had it yet or not. Um, but you know, even if they were waiting, you know, IR is a minimum three weeks. He's not coming back before three weeks. So I don't, I just don't understand why he's not on IR yet. It's, it, it doesn't really mean anything whether he is or not, but I just found it interesting. I am going to go full conspiracy theory. Oh, let's hear it. Every segment. Go. I think he got a second opinion, and I think that he, he's weighing his options right now, and he told the team, let's pump the brakes, and and he's putting off surgery. I've, I have nothing to base that off of other than hope <laughs> because I've, I have talked to some of my, my Twitter cronies. I don't know if you guys know Jess Root, covers the Cardinals for Cards yes. Wire, does a great job. Great guy. And Jess is like, why, why haven't they put, put him on the IR yet? And he's like, I think it might be because he, he thinks he's going to play. Mm-hmm. In like late November, and I'm like, there's no way that's possible. And mm-hmm. every day that's passed, and that news hasn't come out yet, and we haven't heard from him, and you've got Steve Kime on the radio, it's like, oh, is this? Could this be a real thing? Because once upon a time, he was supposed to be done for the year with Houston, and he was back for the playoffs. I, I don't like. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I like the fact that no one's addressing it, and we haven't heard anything about it, and they haven't done it yet. You would think you rip the bandit off, put him on IR, get the surgery. Rehab, we'll see him, you know, maybe in the off season or, you know, late January. I bet he got another opinion on on his shoulder. <laughs> and they're like, rest up, ice up, do the tubs, do the bath, and we'll, we'll double check in a couple weeks and see how you're doing. I have want to believe that. I have nothing to go off of that. Though. I have my own conspiracy theory that he's an X-Men style mutant with healing abilities and that he's just waiting for it to wrap up and he'll be out there on the field. Like Elon Musk said, uh, he just needs some stem, stem cell injections. He'll be out there this weekend. It's going to be great. Can't wait. It's going to be exciting. People are going to go. Wouldn't crazy. that be unbelievable? Yeah, it would ran- be. Uh, with the, with the I, starters in San Francisco in uniform. I'm just joking, and, and it's giving myself <laughs> too much hope here. But, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's a terrible situation. Uh, but, you know, hey, the fact that he's not on the IR at least gives me a little hope. And, you know, who knows? I, like like you said, Chirsten, it's, it's mostly roster uh, spot stuff, right? So, I mean, I, I don't know. I know that some other sports have like a, you know, specific – roster spot just so that they can put someone that's not coming back on it and and call someone up from the you know uh from the practice squad or whatever but 
I, I, don't, I, I don't know. See if it was like back in the day where like you could only bring so many players back off IR, like it sure. was different rules. Yeah. I mean, now that was the worst. Yeah, now it's like it doesn't really matter. It's just a three week rule, so that it doesn't make any sense to me. We're all like we're all turning into conspiracy theorists because we want we want answers. Get the, you know get what? the what? What was that show um, with the aliens? And David Duchovny, you know that show, Derek. X-Files. Yeah, X-Files. X-Files. We need yeah. X-Files. We need I X-Files. wasn't allowed to watch it. <laughs> I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> Never watched it. That's what we need. We yeah. need that plane uh, because I'm getting my hopes up that now he's going to come back yeah. soon. That's, and yeah. I, I'll play to our audience and think, think that that's a possibility. <laughs> All right, well, the Cardinals went from being uh, this game being a pick 'em on the DraftKings Sportsbook app to now being one and a half point favorites this weekend. So it went from two and a half point favorites down to uh, even Steven, and they are back to being favorites in this game. And um, as always, if you have not downloaded the DraftKings Sportsbook app, we would love it if you do to use the code PHNX. Bet $5 again on any NFL team to win their game. You're going to get $200 in free bets if they win. 21 and over, though, for the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Arizona-only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And also, Johnny, I wanted to get your opinion on this because you felt it was going to swing in the favor of the Niners, and it has not yet. It really I, – I, I wasn't aware that it had swung back in favor of the Cardinals, kind of maybe torpedoes my theory that Kyler Murray is not going to play because – it's one thing for the public to think Murray's going to play and everybody at Twitter yelling and screaming at me that Murray's going to play and he's never missed a game. Vegas is in tune with teams and medical staffs and they have insiders and sources and mm. people sleeping in dumpsters to get these kind of takes. <laughs> so I I would say that if that number stays the same and continues to grow, I mean, at the very least, maybe Kyler Murray's active and, and we just kind of go through warmups and you see and then you have Colt McCoy ready to go if something were to happen. But that, I mean, that would lead me to believe that Kyler, they think he's going to play. Because if that number, we talked about yesterday, I thought that that number was going to go from a pick to drop to like three or four in favor of San Francisco. That hasn't happened yet. So I, I think there's a possibility this game could just kind of be removed from DraftKings at some point over the weekend too. And we talked about that. I, I, have, I, have, no, I have no idea. All I know is I'm not betting this game. I have no interest in betting this right. game. Right. Um, not For from sure. a prop standpoint or a money line standpoint. I don't feel good about it. How could you? Ask yeah. me in a week. Well, I'll bet against Carolina, but not this weekend. <laughs> now, now you have me suspicious that sport books have guys dressed up as like ushers and stuff in the stadium. Yes, and 100%. Just like, at, like four guys in the trash can. And yeah, no, I mean, I don't know, but this is uh, – uh, this is probably very true because how many times, you know, have you seen a line <laughs> go by that half a point? I, I'm, I'm still stuck on that giants two point conversion from a few weeks ago that screwed me over. But like, it, it's crazy how close they get these end scores to the, yeah. you know, to the line and, and only, only rarely are they, you know, vastly off. So I, I'm with you on that. Vegas definitely knows something, but uh, you know, who knows? They they might be uh, like like our commenter said. They might be just going off of Kyler's press conference. They they might they might be buying the the hype. I have a enor- an enormous apology to make. Elon Musk 
dropping a super chat and I totally the Elon missed Musk, it. By the way. Yeah. At huh? I said the Elon Musk, by yeah, the way. The we just want to make sure everybody knows the he's one a huge and fan. Only, the actual Elon Musk, <laughs> yes. Um, I totally missed it about almost 20 minutes ago at this point. So I am so, 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 so sorry. We appreciate the super chat. Uh, and Elon is asking, will Andy Isabella play if Green is out and or D-Hop? Johnny? Yes. Yes. If if Green is out, he will absolutely play. I think it's a foregone conclusion he'll be active. Um, so I guess let me rephrase that. Playing and being active are two different questions. He will absolutely be active. He will have a role in some capacity. When they go for receivers, I expect it to be Antoine Wesley, but he will be active on the sideline um, with a helmet on. He's only been active. <laughs> twice okay, the question this year. was: Is he going to play? Not is he going to be active? Nobody. He's cares going to be dressed, Jirsten. He's going to wear a uniform. Antoine Wesley <laughs> is an outside receiver, as is Green. Wesley replaced Hopkins. He will replace Green. So, gotcha. To re to, to to re-answer the question, I don't unless there is an injury to one of the two slot receivers. I I think that that is unlikely. He'll be active though. See him in uniform if you're there. Hey, Andy. <laughs> All excited for that one. I, actually, I I I hope he gets some playing time. The the resident uh, Andy Isabella fan here speaking. <laughs> And Bernard agrees. I feel like it will be mostly Wesley, though. Yes. Yep. Um, Jordan P asking if we sit Kyler this game, would you expect him to be ready to go for the Panthers game? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a consensus on that one. I mean, he didn't. I mean, his injury is like it's like a sprained ankle. Now, if he's Derek, I would say no. Correct. Seventeen he's years. Not Derek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has medical staff and doctors and stuff, you know, di different stuff than I have. But, you know, it's uh, also people care about his leg. Nobody cares about my leg. So it's definitely different. I think that's that not true. It's it's a, it's care a, about your leg. It's a it's a mild sprain. Um, and so is Kyler's. So I, I definitely expect to see him back in two weeks. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't with the way that they can literally tape a guy's <laughs> ankle up and su such I wouldn't be I wouldn't even be surprised to see him out there this week but if he if he doesn't play this week which I'd prefer he didn't I I I'd definitely expect to see him next week I was tempted to ask Johnny if you wanted to uh place a bet on whether or not he'll play but I'm not good I just think it never fall in my on my uh, in favor of of me so I think I'll probably <laughs> just stay away from that but I love to play devil's advocate and that's what gets me in trouble well, you were right about Chase Edmonds. Um, so yes. I, I will ask you on Friday for your opinion as to whether or not Kyler is going to play. We'll do a panel with, with myself and, and you and Frank, and we'll just kind of shoot the bull. And we're going to be hanging with Christian Kirk. I, I don't think – was I allowed to reveal that? And we can ask Christian, too, if, if, if Kyler is going to play, and we can get a source on the matter. But I'll, I'll be interested, Jerson, to get your opinion on that because you, you're one for one recently – uh, and I was adamant that that wasn't going to happen, and I'm adamant thinking Colt McCoy is going to play. So, oh, we laughed at you. We pointed and laughed and said, "Ha ha!" And <laughs> look at how smart you were. You totally made us look like dummies. You, you, that's right. Not the first time. <laughs> well, since you mentioned it, we might as well just uh, tell our viewers that yes, we are going to have Christian Kirk on our show on that's Friday. Awesome. 
which I'm super excited about. Hopefully uh, get some some good stuff out of out of the local guy. Always love to talk to him. Um, and while we're talking about that, I might as well plug what we've got going on on our website. Um, Johnny, do you do you want to you want to go ahead and plug what your your most recent work is? I'd love to. Yeah. As I do that, um, I, I'm excited to ask uh, Christian what it's going to be like to play for the Jets next year. But um, no, go ph go phnx.com. <laughs> I've got an article uh, pertaining to this very subject entitled oh, entitled titled. Here's why starting Colt McCoy against the 49ers is the right move for the Cardinals. Posted this afternoon, it goes into further detail. While basically, it's a self help guide for you if you're having doubt to watching Colt McCoy operate on Sunday. Think back, and I know it's the preseason. Colt McCoy looked really good in the preseason. I think he's a perfect fit for Kingsbury's offense. Think about where he's been over the duration of his NFL career. He got drafted by Cleveland when they were truly in the midst of being horrific Cleveland. He's been with the Washington football team. He was with the Giants last year. Actually won at Seattle as the starter last year for the Giants. Slow, methodical, moving five to seven step drop offenses. He's in the perfect marriage now. Shotgun, quick throws, Kingsbury, perfect marriage. You should be in support of Colt McCoy this weekend, as am I. Go check it out, phnx.com. And be in support of Johnny and the wonderful articles that he writes that he's so passionate about on our website, gophnx.com. Become a member, support Johnny and that passion. We love to see it, Johnny. <laughs> okay. There it is. Oh, there's the laugh I needed there. today. Thank you. <laughs> All it took was a chef's kiss from... Uh, yeah. From Johnny. I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to go eat pizza with my kids after <laughs> this is over. Uh, all right. Well, it seemed like the the team had officially turned a corner today in terms of forgetting about everything that happened last Thursday. It seemed like some of the things that they were frustrated over, they're now saying, you know, kind of defending teammates, et cetera, and feel like they've all had closure on what happened and how that game ended. So here's what Cliff Kingsbury had to say about AJ Green. Unfortunately, he was not at practice. We saw that, didn't know it was because of COVID. Uh, so we were all still hanging on to uh, the questions about Thursday, but here's what Cliff had to say in his defense. He's a pro. Um, and, you know, like I said, that's a miscommunication. It had nothing to do with uh, a fault of somebody. It's one guy thought it was one thing, the other guy thought it was something else. And so he, he understands what he's meant to this offense so far and how much better we've been with him. And uh, I expect him to continue to just play at a high level. Yeah, I mean, nobody understands what went on except the people that were there and part of it. And it was um, one of those deals where signal-based offense and uh, a signal was misinterpreted and that happens. But it wasn't like he did anything malicious or, or screwed anything up. It just unfortunate it happened at that time. So the question was uh, a little low in terms of the, the volume on the audio. So you asked if... You felt like it was unfair for all the criticism that uh, AJ's received since then, and obviously he said, yeah. Um, it's good that he is speaking out in defense of AJ. I think sometimes, and I don't know if this was the case, but I think sometimes coaches intentionally 
um, will send messages knowing that it could get back to a player, whether that's something like, Hey, we want to like hammer something to you or just throw it out there. Like, I'm going to openly talk about it. I'm sure it'll get back to you. We've talked privately, but I also am going to have your back publicly. Uh, We've moved on from it. We support you, AJ. We understand that it was a miscommunication. Things happen. Uh, It's not just your fault. And, you know, we certainly know that it wasn't anything that you did intentionally. So I think that was good to clear the air in that way. Well, I think Johnny said it in an article that there were a lot of things that went wrong in that game, and it's really not just A.J. Green's fault, right? I mean, yes, it it's it looks like it when it comes down to that final play. I just kind of choose to be a little proud of the way they marched downfield there on that final drive, even though it didn't work out. I try to accentuate the positives myself for that situation because they really shouldn't have even been in that position. They did a great job defensively of making a stand against the Packers, and then they drove down. I get it didn't work out. I get it was heartbreaking there at the end, but it was also a situation that they they did some really great things in the fourth quarter, and I think it was those great things that made it such uh, a heartbreaking loss, whereas it probably otherwise would have just been a, a game that people said they didn't play well and and the Packers were just a little bit better. Instead, they had an opportunity to win it on the final play, uh, and I think that they as a team, including A.J. Green, deserve credit for getting them in that position, you know, downfield. It just it sucks that it went that way and it sucks that it went so terribly, uh, you know, so terribly wrong for one person who, uh, you know, if, if when you go back and look at that play, it looks like he would have easily, you know, caught that ball had he been paying attention and, and was ready for it in that position in that in that play. Yeah, he got them out of the one yard line basically yeah. out of the end zone with a right. huge reception on third down. But then that gets erased uh, because of this. You know right. what I mean? Like, no one so, remembers that. Yeah. Uh, no one remembers how he stepped up in the fourth quarter. Sands, you know, DeAndre Hopkins for the most part. Uh, you're playing the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. You turn the ball over three times. I know that was one of the turnovers. And they don't turn the ball over once. And they dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. You're going to lose. And that play kind of encapsulated the night that they just didn't have didn't have their A game for whatever reason. Didn't protect well didn't rush the passer at all. It just, it was fitting. You, you, you score there and you feel like you stole that game. That's what the synopsis would have been. The Cardinals yes. came back and stole this game. Yeah, absolutely. If they had, if they had just thrown like a, a bunch of incomplete passes to end the game and they weren't in field goal range, people would just been like, there's just off night. Not, not good enough. Right. Um, so to me, it's, it's a moot point. I know what kind of player AJ Green's been for this team. If you can't see that, you're blind to that. Then I don't know what to tell you. That means you don't you don't really know a lot about football. I mean, I go back to that play you had against the LA Rams, where he just single coverage carrying guys into the end zone. Yes, um, they, the Cardinals yeah. need AJ Green in order to to get to where they want to be this year. They wouldn't be seven and one without him. And you know, just chalk it up to just a you know a loss in the, in a long season. That to your point, Cheerson, we just want to put it behind us and this. Stupid ten day layoff is just messing everything up, <laughs> and AJ Green gets COVID. We just we're uh, trying to get to Sunday, so we well, have new topics to talk about. And that's worse for him, right? Because now he can't play and he can't redeem himself, and he has to just sit on that play and and what he did wrong, you know, and the criticism for even longer than the ten day layoff. Yeah. Now, you know, I'm sure all he wants to do is get back out on the field and and catch a football and and catch touchdowns and 
just, you know, kind of shake it off, you know, do the Ted Lasso thing and have a memory like a goldfish. Can't have a memory like a goldfish when you're, you know, going to be sitting, not playing for 17 plus days. So Chris Banjo, in my opinion, safety and special teamer had the quote of the day when he was asked about what do you tell a guy like Rondale who's a rookie, but he also made, you know, some pretty significant mistakes. And here's what he had to say. Personally, you just remind him who he is, and he's a, a badass. Excuse my language, but uh, Ryan Dale—he's a hell of a player. And uh, again, just remind him who he is, and then also remind him that we got him as a team. You know, there are a lot of things that we all could have done better in that game, uh, in that moment, particularly. So uh, we just again remind him that we all got him, and that we're still counting on him to to be the badass that he is, and 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 make plays for us, which he's which he has done, and he's going to continue to do. I love that. First off, he echoed the sentiment that, hey, like there was there were a lot of things that went wrong in that game that they could have done better. But I love the fact that it doesn't seem like anybody is holding any sort of a grudge against any one player. In fact, they're, you know, coming to, you know, their teammates support and encouraging them. And I feel like if it was a different locker room. And if they didn't have the chemistry that they that this team has, then, you know, that could, you know, possibly divide a locker room, you know, with certain mistakes that went on the field. Um, You know, certainly everybody's going to make a mistake at some point, you know, within the year. But I'd love to see the way that they're lifting each other up and just saying, hey, we're turning a page. What's in the past is in the past. And I, I really feel like. You know, they were out there on the field for the first time this week and for the first time in several days. And so I feel like they today was really the turning point for them. Yeah. Do people remember what the Cardinal return game was like before Rondell Moore arrived (laughs) in Arizona? Like not only last year, but for like the last half decade, what punt returns and kick returns looked like for this franchise. It was like that every week. It was like, let's take the ball out of the end zone and get, you know, plus 10 yards, right? And start at the 10-yard line. Or we're going to muff a punt every other game. Or we're going to have consistently negative plays. Rondell is their special teams MVP. If they redrafted the first round, everything that I've read, comments from uh, draft insiders, Rondell Moore would be a firm first-round pick. He might be a top 20 pick at this rate. So, he is a badass, and they're very fortunate to have him. And just like A.J. Green, they're not 7-1 and one without him. Uh, and he's, a, he's 21 years old, and he's a rookie. He's going to have that kind of rookie coming out party in the worst way possible, which unfortunately for him happened on a nationally televised game. My guess is by the time his career is over, people are going to remember him for many different reasons, but no one's going to care about, hey, as a rookie, you muffed a punt on Thursday night football. So – they, they need him. They're fortunate to have him. It's one game. If he, if he does it again this year, I mean, it's like I, I can't imagine the pressure that you're, that you're on if you're 21 years old on this Cardinal team with this expectations. But he's passed every barometer, every litmus test. He's way better than I thought he was going to be. He had a phenomenal – I mean, we, we're, we're eight weeks into the season. You remember the preseason hype around this guy that seemingly came out of nowhere? I mean – I'm just stoked, you know, fingers crossed. We haven't heard anything about Xavier Collins, but just to have a rookie contributor like he and Marco Wilson to, to perform at this level so soon, just it bodes well for the Cardinals. And I mean, it's a long ass season. 
yeah, and Jordan P. Not that I'm trying to to harp on Rondale here, but Jordan P. says that he only had one mistake. The tipped interception was thrown too high, not his fault. He also mu- yeah. he also muffed a punt and had a, a couple other mistakes. So he he did have a pretty it was a pretty brutal game for him. But uh, anyway, he is still a phenomenal player. He's an asset to this team. And, um, you know, his teammates certainly don't think any less of him. And like, like Chris said, he's a badass. And I think every, you know, I think Cardinals fans don't feel any differently about him because he had a bad game. So. Also fun side note, he was 11 years old when AJ Green entered the league. I hate (laughs) stats like that. Now that I'm getting a little bit older, it's like, I don't want to freaking hear that stuff. I know. I know my friend does it to me with music all the time. Rondale Moore. What year was he born? Uh, he's 2000. 21. Yeah, he's 2000. 2000. He was born in 2000. Yeah, he was. He was. He no. was born after I graduated high school. So yeah. no, it's uh, not great. It's not great. He's a ador- he's adorable. <laughs> he's a great guy. Great, like you said, Johnny. He's an incredible asset for this team, and he's only going to get better. He he has an he's- explosive nature that is. He's only going to learn how to navigate in the NFL even even better as he gets older. He's due for a big game. I think he smokes San Francisco. He Remember he had that beautiful catch uh, at uh, State Farm Stadium along the sideline against San Francisco, especially with no A.J. Green. I And if you've got Hopkins still semi-hoppled, the, the Niners have nobody that can hang with him. The, all their, their DBs and their corners in particular are old like a Drake Kirkpatrick and Josh Norman, I would do what I can't get, get Rondell Moore on single coverage and just let him operate because they have nobody that can handle him. I think if I were to bet on one guy that's going to have a really big game, it probably would be Rondell, or at least I'd love to see that. I think he goes from a welcome to the NFL game to I've arrived uh, game this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see totally, that. Totally fair. Yep. It would be great to see him step up in a situation where the team really needs him with this many injuries. And, you know, especially if uh, Kyler Kyler isn't available and they go with Colt, if Colt can utilize him and, and make him into a bigger weapon this week. I mean, maybe, maybe even his role expands a bit more. I, I think that the Cardinals could use him more. I think that there's a lot of, a lot of different option plays that they could use with him. All right, well, I mentioned that if you love Johnny's passion for what he does, then you can support us and support him by becoming a member at gophnx.com. And now I want to further remind you that if you do become a member of the family, then you're going to get either a free T-shirt, which we've got a ton of awesome T-shirts up on phnxlocker.com, including our favorite J.J. Watt-inspired T-shirt, Maybe We're Just Effing Better, which has been a bestseller, just a great all-around-looking T-shirt. But also, we've got Suns-themed T-shirts, ASU, U of A, Coyotes-themed T-shirts up on that uh, on the website, PHNX Locker. So if you become a member, you can get a free T-shirt of your choice, or you can get your first month for just 50 cents, depending on which option you choose. So we highly encourage it. Um, but even if you don't want to become a member, go ahead and check out our t-shirts on phnxlocker.com because, uh, we've got some pretty talented people here at phnx and DNVR that are designing those t-shirts that we're pretty proud of. 
They're some great t-shirts. They really are. I get in trouble for telling everybody to get all the other shirts besides the D-back shirts on my show, but <laughs> I'm just saying Johnny, there's some really great shirts. Looking in good in that. That's Thank awesome. You. Black and white camera can't, shirt. Can't pick yes. up all of it. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> my personal favorite is that. the shirt like that, but that's gray. It's really oh, good nice. looking in person. Yeah, it uh, it's great. Wait a second. We can do gray? There is a gray logoed shirt without the PHNX at the bottom, and it's just a flag. It's a it's a cool shirt. Yeah. Oh, I don't know yeah. if I knew about that. It's gray on black. Yeah, check it out. I want one of those. I want one gorilla shirts. That. Hey. Cool. Oh yeah. That's that's based on this tattoo, by the way. Oh my god! What? Look at that. That's great. Yeah. Arnold Arnold designed it based on. Um, Wait, are you kidding me? No, I'm not. I'm not. He liked the. He, he wanted to do a gorilla like tattoo design and then he saw mine and actually asked me if it was a gorilla and I said it was and uh yeah so he kind of wait so what's your tattoo for is that supposed to be for the suns no mine's something completely different it's uh, of course it's pro wrestling related so it's uh not not that but <laughs> it is it is a gorilla wearing a luchador mask so uh, at least okay. it's, it's are you not lines. going to like give us all the details okay, like, I, can't. Here, right? I mean I people don't I okay so I go to a show called pro wrestling gorilla in California and it's okay. a uh, it's kind of a very popular promotion for scouts for major television companies to uh or major uh wrestling companies to like kind of pick talent from but a lot of times their guys are unknown so it's kind of I don't know it's like watching a futures game or something it's like you know going to the McDonald's high school you know, basketball game or something like that, where it's like the next top talent in the, you know, in the field all kind of come there and then usually get signed or hired from there. So it's something my friends and I have done for years and it's a, uh, it's a blast. We like doing it. Interesting. interesting yeah. So interesting. this was, Learned this was in new. dedication to the years of us going to it. A friend of mine and I both got the uh, mask gorilla tattoo. Nice. And now you've inspired others. Yeah, hey, now now there's a Suns t-shirt. So now I, I obviously I need to buy that one myself. So I don't know why I don't have it already. It's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> All right, let's move into our last segment. Thank you for sharing your, your tattoo story, Derek. Get <laughs> it. Bird Gang Blitz Mailbag. We take your questions and we do our best to answer them here on the PHNX Cardinals podcast. Coach Evan B is asking, why can't we have nice things? I, I Do either one, one of you want to take a, a gander at that? Uh, I, my guess is the nice weather. I don't know. I feel like we don't get nice things ever. Uh, I yep. think that we are, we are Arizona sports fans, so we've grown accustomed. We we almost don't know what to do when things are going well. Last you know, this summer with the Suns like, going. What do I the, do with my hands? What do I, what do, do? I do with my seven and zero team? I'm oh, gonna everything's chug- going to go to shit in the next yes. week and a half. Yeah, right. Do you know how many teams would be thrilled for their team to be seven and one or, or fans? We we're not. We're like, oh yeah, it's coming. When's it going to go bad? Before. When's the other shoe going to drop? So. <laughs> I don't know why we can't have nice things. We're, we're nice I think people. Just, I, I think we had nice things with an NBA team that went to the finals. Now they're not. I mean, now something's going wrong. But, I mean, you can't always have nice things. We've had nice things one time in 2001. That's it. When's the other? We we, we deserve championships, at least sporadically. I found right. it wild that they were saying that the uh, Braves – who won the world series last won it in 1995 and they were making that sound like it was so long ago. And I remember watching that world series. So it's not, it's not that long ago, you know, uh, the Cardinals not winning a super bowl 
in the entire existence of them being in this city or this yeah. state. That's that's something that I need rectified as soon as possible. I hope I this is the year for it. The Cardinals did sort of hit a point where it was like, everything's going so great. Everything's going so great. Nobody moved too quickly. Everything's going great, 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 great. And then it was like, JJ. And, you know, like just, you know. And then, then they lost. Yeah. It's JJ. Just, well, and here's the other thing. So now, like, the other, the, the, the other worst part about it is, like, no matter how good our teams are, I feel like we're always contending with a slightly better team in our same division in any yeah. sport. We never get even, you know, obviously they didn't get the respect and the credit when they were undefeated because they were still like number three at best on a lot of power rankings. Right. But then you factor in now that the L.A. Rams are the team in the division that everybody's talking about going for it with the the acquisition of Von Miller. And, you know, I, like Johnny doesn't even think that that's that good of a trade for the Rams. No, really. so, I think I mean, it's shitty and I'm and, glad they made it. <laughs> right. But I mean, it's like, it just seems like no matter what, we're always going up, uh, no matter how good our team is doing, we're always going up against the team that, you know, is uh, spending the more money or acquiring the better players or whatever. Just, just, just having that edge up on us. All right. Book it Booker asks, what do you guys think the Cardinals can ultimately do to slow down teams running the ball so well against us? Five to six yards per catch is so unsustainable, especially come playoff time. Well, the, the, their base defense is predicated on giving up yards in the run game to help supplement in the pass game. That's why they're top five defensively against the pass and bottom tier against the run. That's their that's their formula. Vance Joseph wants to run, and you're giving extra help to the Marco Wilsons of the world, to the Byron Murphys of the world with additional safety. Um, so the Cardinals typically run at least five DBs in a singular play. Most of the time, it's six. And then if you include Isaiah Simmons, sometimes playing on the back end. So all that to say, they would have to change philosophically what they do and – with the offense being the Corvette that it is when it's at, you know, operating on all cylinders, they put so much pressure on you to abandon the run. And if they force a couple three and outs, which they did early in the season, and then just hit the ground running offensively, teams become one-dimensional. They made the Rams one-dimensional. They made the Browns one-dimensional. The Titans in, in their week one victory. It just didn't happen last week because – and each really the, the past two weeks, the offense started so slow against Houston and Green Bay, especially Green Bay with an elite quarterback and head coach combination. They were able to nickel and dime their way down the field and they don't turn the ball over as a result. So I don't I don't think it needs to be. You can have a, a poor run defense and win a championship. There have been teams historically, the Indianapolis Colts with Peyton Manning. What you cannot have is a team that can't rush the passer. That to me is the bigger concern right now. Where is the pass rush from Chandler Jones without J.J. Watt? Is it going to come from the interior with Jordan Phillips? As long as they can do that, because this is a passing league, they'll be fine. But I agree with you. Like People have PTSD now of Thursday night and think every team's going to remedy what, what Green Bay just did. Everybody knows you can run on the Cardinals, but can you match them score for score offensively? And I, you know, that's, that to me is the bigger question, Mark. I like how you said I agree with you and you were like, the only person that was answering that question. <laughs> Are you having a conversation with yourself, Jody? You got really fired up need, about that. I didn't need, I didn't need. I didn't need. 
I agree um, with the question. I think it's a fair question to ask. My mistake. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm just tired to see them get gashed up the middle like they've gotten. Like that's it's kind of embarrassing at times to see the way the teams are able to just, you know, not do nothing more than just run directly up the middle on the Cardinals and and be very successful with that. That's uh as as a fan, as someone that doesn't cover this game like you guys do, but somebody that just watches it, it's that that's infuriating to me about the defense. Probably the the biggest thing that drives me nuts. Even in wins, like even even at times where they've been dominant, they still like you said, Johnny. They still give up the yards, but they can. It it doesn't matter in the end score. It's just frustrating to watch because it seems like this defense should be better than that. It should, especially if this line isn't getting the penetration to get to the quarterback like they should. They should at least be able to not be giving up. You know, eight yard runs up the middle consistently to teams that aren't necessarily that good at rushing the ball. Ben, don't break. It's fine with me as long as they are able to get the win. All right. It's Logan 23 is asking, how comfortable are you with Andy playing in place of green and Colt in place of Kyler? I feel like we've touched on this already today. Um, I think that for sure, we're all confident in Colt. Johnny, for sure, um, loves himself some Colt, and so he will tell you. He's going to play well. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to see Andy Isabel on the field, though. And you don't expect to, apparently. No. Just active and and ready to go if need be, but. uh, He'll He'll be active on game day, yeah. Yeah. Dressed, as we established. Yeah. All right, last question here from Ray Mariscal. Since JJ hasn't gotten oh, we already I think we might have already touched on this. Since JJ hasn't gotten surgery yet, do you think there's a sliver of hope that he comes back? Derrick Henry just got injured Sunday, then got surgery Tuesday. Just very curious as to why he hasn't gotten it done yet. Ray, I need my tinfoil hat for conspiracies because I'm, <laughs> I'm fully bought into this theory that something's going on with Watt and, uh, the, and, the, and the organization that they are keeping under wraps. We haven't touched on this subject in five days. Um, I'm going to laugh when it's not – it's a serious matter. matter. Surgery is a serious matter. But I'm going to laugh when, like, tomorrow it comes out that, like, J.J. Watt's had successful surgery and, you know, whatever. It'll be 25 – from the se- segment and post it on my Twitter and I'll eat all the crow. But I want yeah. to believe. I want your belief. Believe. Your belief is making me believe. You're That's like, my job here on the yeah, show is to I get mean, people to buy in and influence on my crazy batshit crazy scenarios. <laughs> and this is one of them. I'm just going to go ahead and say this. Uh, I wish I could quickly pull up like the laundry list of things that he like broke or don't. Tore. I don't want to see no, it. Again. Yeah, it's I all put it out of my mind. Get it away from me. John, it doesn't be fine. It's every like, this section of his body. It's yeah. all he puts some al- he put some aloe on it, some aloe cream, and <laughs> he's got and the alkalado tubs. <laughs> he's fine. He ate some chicken he's, soup. He's doing this. He's good. <laughs> he took. He took. Mm-hmm. A, he took a nap. And he's doing great. He's now. got the. He's doing those, those resistance bands. He's yeah. good. A little bit of this. A little no. bit of this. No. We're gonna see no. number ninety nine real soon, everybody. If it was oh, like Johnny. one, one thing was torn or whatever, and maybe the tear wasn't as bad, but like literally, like the entire like side one side of his body, it was like 
torn yeah. to shreds. His so. arm we don't, we don't, we separated. Don't sure. yeah. yeah. We all know that. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> anybody, anybody can fake a laundry list. <laughs> Prove it. Prove it. I want to see the scans and all the biopsies and charts and all that stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully we'll get some more clarity by the end of the week and get some more clarity on Kyler and D-Hop and AJ and the rest of the gang. Um, but for now, I think we've discussed everything with all the information that we have. If you have not, subscribe to our podcast, wherever you get your podcasts or our YouTube channel to watch our live streams or our social media channels at PHNX underscore sports. We'd really appreciate it. If you would hit that subscribe, hit that follow button, and we'll see you Friday.